a widely known fact that the sporting world has historically not been favorable to women. It was the dominion of men and men alone, whether playing or covering the games. However, over the years, several brave and very enterprising women have infiltrated those spaces and paved the path for their counterparts to find a way in as well. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clean Bold podcast. This is a continuation of our chat with well-known cricket presenter Zainab Abbas. In part one, Zainab shed light on how she made her way into broadcasting and the challenges she faced to make a name for herself. In part two, she discusses having to deal with sexism, the need to be mentally tough, how many women have now made themselves a mandatory part of broadcast teams across the world, covering the 2019 Men's World Cup, and a few of her favorite memories. There are many well-known commentators these days who at times get asked how much cricket have you played? So you have been asked these questions and the discrimination based on gender that you faced. So are you a mentally strong person and can only a mentally strong person live through these challenges and come up triumphs? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're right. The comment about, oh, have you played cricket is actually applicable to commentators as well you know from what uh, we've seen so for us it's it's different but I think being a, a woman is something which is it's a soft target right it's a soft target uh, you become a soft target for many because it's like oh she's a you get all kinds of comments I'm sure even you've read them um, on social media and, and, and just generally but yes you need to be mentally tough I won't, uh, uh, like I said, I gave you a bit of background on my uh, upbringing, right? Like I, I, I kind of toughened up being with so many boys and being bullied by them. So now if somebody makes a nasty comment, you know, I have that I'm thick skinned enough to either just completely ignore it or laugh it off. But not everybody is. Not everybody is. You know, people get provoked very easily. People get affected very easily. And by the way, there are times when I get affected as well. It's not like I'm completely bulletproof. But you kind of, what happens is that you, it's almost like you develop a certain amount of immunity, you know, to uh, uh, to, to, to this over a period of time. And, you know, you, you learn how to conduct yourself in such situations. Um, a lot of times you just have to kind of uh, ignore it. Um, and sometimes you don't need to ignore it. Sometimes you do need to respond. At some, so it's about creating that balance and remembering that at the end of the day, if somebody's trying to pull you down, it's only a reflection of their insecurity. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not uh, uh, about you. It's a reflection of their insecurity. If somebody's put trying to pull you down, because my like I said, my focus has always been on myself. It's not about what the next person is doing and what the other. It, it it that doesn't affect me because that's not going to make me any better. What's going to make me better is if I try and make myself better myself, and and just by and that's just by being uh, good at what I'm doing and making sure that I'm working hard, preparing well enough. You know, like all those things. So you have to be single-minded. Like I said, you have to be very single-minded, and uh, I mean you. 
we as women get such uh, nasty comments sometimes and it it does rile you up at times you know people are not like i said they're not very forgiving sometimes you end up making a mistake like even the best of the best make mistakes you end up pronouncing the wrong names or some something of that sort you know we're all human so um, but it's like how you redeem yourself from that right uh, and that's something that you learn with you know over a period of time you, you learn how to improvise and you learn how to cover your mistakes so you know anything of that sort you made but yes you need to be prepared that this is not a you can't think of it as a, just a glamorous job you have to be prepared with about you know what comes with it right you began as sort of having very less company of women around and now there are uh, there are quite a few who are into uh, quite a few women who are into sports presenting and also how has the transition been like you said there are people whose attitude towards you and other women in sports has changed so what else have you observed about transition in change in attitudes i mean like uh, so for example if you talk about 5 years back when i started i was the only one who was doing psl in pakistan you know this year we had so many other women that have uh, that were part of our crew and i've seen that not just in pakistan i've seen that around the world you know you've got more involvement from women in 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 sports and in in sports presenting um whether it's uh, you know an alison mitchell or whether it's mel jones lisa stalaker like you've got so many names isha there's there's so many around the world now that are sort of uh, you know becoming a mandatory part of the broadcast team and you know it's it's a reflection of uh, the need for diversity so um uh, diversity in, uh, in in sports and it's the same in pakistan so i feel like i started at a time when it was much tougher in that sense i'm not saying that it's any easier now but i'm saying the, ex- the acceptance you know because the the name because the numbers have increased um definitely there is uh, you know it it is um becoming an option for for a lot of women to take up you know initially it was just like like i said when i started i didn't have anyone to look up to right there was there was nobody but uh, i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that there is somebody who gets into it looking looking uh, towards me and i do to be honest i get a lot of like young girls uh, messaging me and saying you know they really want to take this up and blah 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 all of that so you see you are encouraging because the numbers are increasing you are encouraging a lot of uh, a lot more girls a lot uh, more women to take this up uh, serious seriously as careers so yeah i mean i that's the kind of attitude uh, that i've seen that has changed around the world that there is a little more uh, acceptance and respect it's not just you know acceptance is respect for what they are saying respect for uh, for the women's game so you you i mean you know just look at the women's uh, t20 final that we all just witnessed the kind of audience that you got to see the kind of involvement that there was um so these are all uh, you know great positive things going ahead into the future and uh, you know who knows like maybe 20 years 30 years down the line i might be looking back and seeing a, a women to male ratio which is much more for women so you, you don't know like the way it's going which would be i'd be very happy to see that i mean uh, i feel like there should be there should be equality like i said it should not be 
uh, oh you know he's a man or he's a woman there should be quality in in uh, opportunity right so i read that uh, you were uh, you in an interview before the uh, men's world cup last year had mentioned in a uh, you just wished that one day you would want to you know present in a icc event and then there was uh, you got a call from the icc for being an insider during the icc men's world cup last year and then i while browsing i also came across another uh, quote of a uh, quote or or a statement which said that uh, just before you began way back in 2015 you had an interview where you said you would want to try at becoming a cricket presenter so now my question is uh, your interviews do they act as wishing wells for you <laughs> should i make a statement now so that it becomes true yeah, afterwards in this one as well absolutely <laughs> um so i mean like i uh, that particular the cricket world cup uh, interview that i gave and i remember the magazine and uh, you know they they asked me like what what i really want at this point in my career and everybody has certain goals everybody has certain ambitions um and i had i felt like i had plenty of experience and i've i'd done a lot of things uh you know like i i'd done some other leagues i'd done psl i you know done all the tours uh, of uh, pakistan cricket but i hadn't done a world cup like i hadn't done a world cup for the international cricket council so um that was always something that was sort of you know i i would feel like it's something you aspire to be a part of right when you're growing up and if you this is what you're wanting so i they just asked me and i said it was like i think two months before the actual world cup i think two months or maybe two and a half months and i said it in my interview and soon after soon after literally i think maybe two weeks after or something i got a call from them and they said you know this is what we are planning on doing and um, you know i it was it was quite ironic and it was uh, i was a bit surprised because i was looking actually thinking that you know i had given the statement uh, a few weeks back and you know so sometimes it does it does happen like that you know uh, you wish for something and then it kind of falls into your plate but yeah i mean that it, it was an amazing experience so um I'm glad that that happened, and uh, you know, to, to, like I said, the exposure you get, the kind of people you get to work with, it's just, um, it's just incredible. Um, I can't remember the other quote that you know, I where I said I want to become a cricket. I I can't remember exactly uh, where I said that. Um, that might have been a few years ago, so my memory is not that great. Um, I might have said it. I mean, you know, like I I was. I like I said I was passionate about it so I'm not uh, it is possible that I might have said it but this one I clearly remember this this one I clearly remember and I think I'll because after I did get picked you know they started playing that clip of mine where there where I was saying that you know I I this is on my bucket list this is on my bucket list so so in your 5 years so far is there a is there a game that typically stands out to you a memorable game or something Yes there is. Um I was at the 2017 Champions Trophy final between India and Pakistan. <laughs> so that game does stand out not only because of uh, you know the it's an India Pakistan final it doesn't get bigger than that but also because of 
the kind of atmosphere that I witnessed, you know, like I think India versus Pakistan is, of course, it's about the rivalry on field, but it's also about the color that it brings to sport, the kind of viewership that it brings in, the you know the eyeballs that are. So to be there in England, because I feel like England is just for me, it's like the the perfect you know, neutral ground for India and Pakistan to play because there's so many Indians that live there and there's so many Pakistanis that live there. So it's always just great to witness the atmosphere there. And plus, you know, with England, the weather is so nice and there's so much, uh, you get to enjoy a game of cricket over there. And it was at the Oval. Um, and I remember, you know, seeing lots of Indian fans with their drums and um, it was very festive. So, um, like, I mean, I've seen other India-Pakistan games as well. Of course, like, I've covered uh, enough to know, like, to have been at at a few. But, I mean, this one, obviously, it was a final. And I'd never been uh, a part of a final. And, uh, you know, Pakistan won. So, it was, uh, you know, the the, the icing on the cake for as a Pakistani, right? But... Like I said, for me, it was more about the atmosphere. You know, I was I was with all the Indian. Uh, I got to meet all the Indian journalists and uh, the Indian uh, presenters. We would, uh, you know, the uh, the crowd was uh, amazing. It was it was electric. So I feel like, and outside, what was happening outside the ground was just incredible because you like the roads were blocked and. So I feel like that game is always going to stay with me uh, for so many different reasons. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was incredible. And then that one, and then the other one that I would say is of course the final between England and the, the recently concluded World Cup final, England and New Zealand. I mean, it can't get better better than that as 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 a game. Um, so and we were literally because we I remember I was doing a piece for uh, the ICC social channels and they were like we want you to go downstairs and do a whole live thing while the match is going on in the background. So I did, I basically kind of did a voiceover, uh, like a, a, a video voiceover with the whole last over in the background. So I'm looking at the ball and then I'm commenting. Then I'm So it was like commentary through, through the last over. So I can't even begin to explain to you. I mean, I lost my voice <laughs> after the... That last over, that's how incredible it was. So, yeah, I mean, these two games really have, have they're always going to stay with me. Wow. And, and if you talk about uh, venues, which is that memorable or the favorite venue for you? Uh, it's Newlands. Uh, Newlands in Cape Town. I've been to a few uh, grounds, but I think um, uh, I've, I've never seen something more beautiful than that. I mean, you're in, the landscape itself is so beautiful, right? You're in the middle of mountains. The sky is as blue as it could get. Uh, the atmosphere is amazing. The weather is amazing. Um, and I actually felt like I'm, it's it's like cricket in paradise. That That's what it was for me. I, I was completely stunned and bowled over, even though Pakistan was getting a spanking from South Africa. But... Uh, I mean that that was just so irrelevant at that point because it was just the experience of just being there and you know really um, enjoying a game of cricket. You know people you know, probably seen it on television. They they have their barbecues there and they're having a drink and really enjoying themselves. So 
it's the atmosphere with the background i mean that kind of landscape and i remember i i put this up uh, the picture up saying this is the best ground that i've ever been to and a lot of my indian fans actually responded and said that no actually you haven't seen dharamshala you know dharamshala is the best you haven't seen that so um i haven't got a chance to see that but like for, from whatever i've seen around the world it's you know it's it's um, it's newlands right so before we end our chat i'd like to have a quick uh, rapid fire with you mm-hmm. are you ready for it zainab yes i'm ready for it batting or bowling your preferred facet of cricket bowling wow you have a inclination towards bowling yes i do i i feel like there's nothing more exciting for me in the world than watching a fast bowler run in and rattle the stumps there's nothing there's nothing in the world that compares to that for me <laughs> <laughs> that that wow. is one of the romances of cricket isn't it a fast bowler disturbing the stumps <laughs> yeah, yeah so i i really enjoy that i enjoy that if there's one pakistani cricketer a men's cricketer that you would pay to watch who would it be uh, currently babar azam uh, he's absolutely incredible he's in, babar azam is uh, surreal at this point of time and from the past who would i um i would actually say said anwar from pakistan if not a presenter what would you be uh i would be a makeup artist yeah uh, one player from the women's sport that you would love to watch um i really like that uh, uh sri lankan uh, cricketer chamari chamari atapatu i think she's she's super duper talented um then uh, harman preet she's super duper talented as well um there's a few that you know i feel like have done uh, really well and they're very exciting so these are the names that pop to my mind when i think about it so one person from pakistan fraternity you'd like to be locked down with oh um who would i like to be locked down with uh, who's going to be somebody who's going to be entertaining right so uh, from the pakistan fraternity shoaib akhtar <laughs> i think he's going to be super yeah he is going to be super entertaining yeah shoaib akhtar right and lastly your i won't get bored with him that much i know <laughs> yeah. lastly your favorite tourist destination tourist destination so um I fell in love with Cape Town uh, when I went for work. I also felt it was a great uh, tourist spot. But I mean like I love London. <laughs> it's just you know and it's just so happened. I know it's such a, a cliched answer but like you know we all end up there the, somehow or the other. Um uh, but I actually spent you know 7 years of my life in England and the majority of them were in London. So for me it's like my second home. So But I wouldn't say that's a that's more of a uh, I, I wouldn't really call it a tourist spot. If I had to say tourist spot, it would have to be Sydney or Cape Town, one of them. They, they right. Were, they're both spoiled for choices, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Zainab. Uh, thanks for your time. It was lovely chatting to you, and I'm sure uh, there'll be more girls coming forward to take presenting cricket as a profession after. listening to you and your back story so thanks for your time thank you so much for having me on this podcast i really enjoyed it thank you
Over the last few years, one of the biggest changes across the cricketing world has been the growing understanding of the need for diversity and gender equality. This has not only seen a growing involvement of women in sport, but also a wider acceptance and respect for their contribution to the game. Zainab's story perfectly encapsulates how women in sport can inspire and make a difference. Success, in life as well as sport after all, is about facing challenges and finding a way to get the best out of yourself. Let us know what you have to say about Zainab's journey and share with us stories of any female role models you may have. You can write to us at cleanboldpodcast at womenscrickzone.com or get in touch on our social handles at womenscrickzone. Make sure to use the hashtag cleanboldpodcast. Thank you for listening. Till next time, take care. Thank <laughs> you.